some terrorist is still running around in my Prius. <laughs> but yeah, yeah maybe it yeah. still needs a timing chain. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> I think one problem with this new camera setup is I am very right on, but you are like very tilted. And I hate my side profile, so that's oh, do you? I do. Oh, I don't mind my side profile. Okay, you you have, you have a nice side profile. Thank you. Do yeah. you not? No, I don't think I do. But. What if we do like a little bit of? That's better. Did you say that's better? Uh, yeah, I would say that's better. Although, oh, you're you're still you're still yeah, in. Perfect. Cool. Okay. So as you can all see, we have a fancy new podcast set up. Yeah. We're we injecting time and effort into this. Well, Charlie Therefore, has. I just show up. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you show up and, and perform. So yeah. In the that. same hoodie as last week. Yeah. Let's, let's not mention that one. Uh, I am wearing the Michigan Go Blue sweatshirt because Michigan is playing Ohio State this weekend. And I don't like Ohio State. I would rather Michigan win. None of us really like Ohio State. I don't even watch football and I don't like Ohio State. Smart one. Smart man. Yeah, we've got a new camera. It's nice and crispy. Yeah. And then you can see when we switch here to look at cars on Copart, you can still see us to see our genuine reactions. That's right. As we go, wow, Chris, this is a very destroyed but quite desirable Porsche. I've got some good Copart mm, cars for you for good. later. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Um, today's podcast sponsored by Sweet Lauren's Cookies. Mm, made by your beloved. Emily. Shout out, Emily. Would you like to have one? Yeah, I would. And they are gluten free yes we did this on purpose because charlie struggles with gluten all right breaking into it here this is good because i'm hungry it's gonna give me a nice sugar boost so i can be really enthusiastic about the blazer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, okay it was a little dense but i like that usually get that without the egg Mm. because these are vegan This is the first step to veganism. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Nice chocolate. Get th- oh, thank you. Should you get these from Trader Joe's? No, they're from Kroger. Mmm. Wow. Okay. What did you say the name was? Sweet Lauren's is the company. Lauren, L-O-R-E-N. Oh. So that's not like Lorenz? Could be. Mm. What? Welcome, everyone, to episode... What did I say? 48? Mm-hmm. 48 of the Daily Motor Podcast. I'll have to excuse my chewing. That's what you all come to Daily Motor for, is passenger seat car reviews and podcasts where we chew. Have you ever tried chewing tobacco? What? No. You have? No. Oh. I don't know. I don't make judges about your life without asking you first. No, I've never... Never consumed any sort of tobacco. Really? Never tried a cigarette. Have you tried a cigarette? Mm-mm. No. Neither have I. Well, I got a little. It happen someday, but I'm little virgin lungs. Of, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Except for all the gasoline that I've smelled throughout my years. And spray paint. Did you like the smell of gasoline growing up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I used to love going to the gas station, and <clears> getting to smell it. Or you know what smell I really liked as a kid? I grew up around a lot of classic cars. And classic cars, lighted gasoline. Classic classic cars have like a distinct smell. Probably the lead, literally burning your your brain cells. 
Possibly, but also like the interior smell mm-hmm. of classic cars. Mm-hmm. But also That's when they're paint. running. Also mm-hmm. when they're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asbestos in the interior somewhere. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew cool. up going to this place called RM, which is actually a pretty well-known yeah. um, auction, auction company, but they had a warehouse in Ipsy. Mm. I think I've told this story before. Um, or I guess it was more than a warehouse. It was a showroom. You could walk in there and, you know, they had offices for some of their higher up people. It was just on River Street. Mm. And um, my grandpa used to take me there and that kind of like sparked my whole interest for cars. But all the guys there uh, knew me and, you know, I always walk in there and impress them and be like that's that that's that that's that when i was like four years old i'd walk in and name all the cars that's cute i sat in some awesome stuff i sat in a jaguar xj220 no way as like a six-year-old hmm. i sat in a number of old ferraris um i saw the ferrari i don't know i don't think i sat in it because it was much too valuable the ferrari 250 Is it a dino no the 250 GT thing that's owned by the former presenter of Top Gear, oh. Chris, Chris Evans or whatever his name is. Gotcha. But um, the black Ferrari 250. Actually, James May drove it on Top Gear. I've and you, seen, and that you've seen that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was bought cool. from an RM auction, and it was in it was in Ipsy briefly mm-hmm. before it got shipped over to Europe. I I told you that I sat in the same Ford GT as Jeremy Clarkson drove on the special, right? The red one. I met the girl who made that happen, who oh, yeah. coordinated that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're all forgetting connected in name. some way or another. Laura? Oh, I don't know. I'm forgetting her name. I've only met her once, but very sweet girl. Season two of Clarkson's Farm should be coming out here January. soon. Why is it that long? I don't know, but they've already confirmed season three. Right. They, yeah. they confirmed season three before they even announced, or sorry, they confirmed, <clears throat> yeah, they confirmed season three before they announced season two date season two release right date. which is a bit strange because what if season two goes poorly and no one watches yeah. it and then they're already committed to season yeah. three i loved i've watched season one twice oh wow because i yeah i watched it once by myself and then emily got upset that i didn't watch it with her mm. um, and then we watched it again and she loved it so yeah yeah we were watching it a bit with Alyssa's parents and i was just remembering how entertaining it was yeah it's yeah. funny yeah he's a he's a great presenter oh so you've sat somewhere that jeremy clarkson has sat mm-hmm. you know chris has met him yeah yeah, apparently nice guys. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine anyone not being nice to to Chris, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. S tier human, as we yeah. say. <laughs> so we have another fun, uh, fun thing for this episode. We have a delivery of Matchbox vehicles, which uh, my brother Nathan got for me. Uh, you guys would remember Nathan from previous podcasts. He got these for me a while ago, and I I feel bad I haven't opened them yet. So oh, we're gonna okay. do an unboxing here. What do we have in there, Charlie? There, there. It's five Charlie vehicles. Yes, five very Charlie vehicles. The how top many of one... those have you owned? You've owned at least one of them. I guess you only have... owned one. Yeah, you I almost have... owned two of them because well, you tried buying it. Well, let's one. let's take this one at a time here. First of all, how are we gonna get this open? Here, let me let me see it. Yeah, let me. Chris is more patient with these sort well, of things. Yes, but I've also opened five he's... packs. Before. Yeah, he's he's a very experienced car box opener. First car is a what looks to be a Gen 2 Prius in NYC taxi livery, which is kind of cool. Very common car, but I did own a Gen 2 Prius. Thank you, Chris. That was elegant. Uh, yes, this is a second generation Prius. Mine had a lot of miles on it, like 250,000. And I believe that the engine was on its way out. Oh, did you tell the person you sold it to that? No. Oh. <laughs> Good. But this is what happened. I had my Prius, 
and I, I was pretty sure the engine was, was it was making some awful sounds and I think I took it into the Toyota dealership and they were like yeah you're gonna need a new motor and I was like that's unfortunate because I'm in college and broke as a delivery driver at the time a great car for a delivery driver and much like d delivery drivers who drive Priuses do, I had my eye on an Infiniti M35X <laughs> <laughs> that I really wanted. Oh, good. And one popped up. Well, here, was, here was my situation. I was going to buy either an Infiniti M35, a Lexus GS of the same year, you know, same vintage, 2006 generation-ish, or an Acura RL. Whatever one came up best option first, I was going to purchase that. This 2006 Infiniti M35X with about 180,000 miles popped up near us, Plymouth, Michigan. It was at one of those, like, buy here, pay here, like, unfortunate sort of car lots. It wasn't ghetto, but it was just, like, the cars are packed in way too tight. It's a small lot. Excuse me. And this was my first car purchase. New, first car purchase from a dealer ever. Oh, yeah. Well, my cars before that had been from my father. And I bought the Prius off Craigslist. Yeah. So the the Infinity was going to be my first, like, I'm going to a dealer. And I was looking forward to that experience because we, we grow up, like you were just talking about the auction house, going to the dealers yep. and, like, dreaming of the day we get to have this, do this transaction yep. as an adult. Yep. And the guy was just kind of like a like a used car salesman sleazeball. Like, he couldn't be bothered sort of thing. And I, I, I went in and, and told him I'm interested in this vehicle. And I got the runaround of, like, Oh, well, we have someone else who's really interested in it, which I even throughout the whole process, I was like, it's probably not actually true. They're probably it's probably just a tactic to get me to like buy it quick sort of thing. But I test drove it and it was actually in pretty darn good shape. Like the interior was you could tell very well maintained. The Carfax was checked out pretty well as I was, it was like a third owner car. Like I would be the third owner sort of thing. Yeah. And drove well, like a lot of good things. The car itself was very good, but. So I, I was like, I want to purchase this and everything like that. I didn't need to finance it, which I think was another reason they were probably not that interested because that's how a lot of those used car dealerships make extra money is the financing interest. Right. But I wasn't financing through them or anything like that. And I, they were like, do you want to trade in? And I was like, yeah, I've got this Prius that I'd like to trade in. Well, it was like an afternoon or something like that, kind of getting close to closing time. <laughs> And the guy, like, couldn't be bothered to test drive the car. Like he was, I don't feel bad at all then. Exactly. He was just busy doing it. other things. I gave him all the objective specs of the car. I told him, you know, mileage, everything like that. I gave him all the info. And they were only giving me, like, $1,000 on trade or something like that. Oh, okay. I think it was probably 1500 1500 okay. on trade. But before, before I mean, the check engine lights were on and everything like that. So before I got there, pulled up to the dealership, I went to a parking lot, unplugged the battery, waited 10 minutes. <laughs> Lugged it back in. All the codes were gone. <laughs> so I pulled up. I'm oh like, no, check engine God. lights or anything. And he, he says something like, no, nothing's wrong with the car, right? And I was like, I mean, feel free to go drive it. And he was like, no, that's okay. I've got other things I can do. I'm like, okay. okay, That's that's on you then, buddy. So, yeah, traded it in oh. and and left with my Infinity. I was a very, very happy, happy individual. <laughs> and that Prius sat on their used car site, their website, for months. Really? What they have it listed for? Something optimistic. Four grand. Something like that, yeah. But uh, I don't know what ended up happening. I actually, no, I take that back. I believe I ran a Carfax on it like last year and it got shipped to Cambodia. So <laughs> some terrorist is still running around in my Prius. <laughs> but, yeah. Cambodia. Maybe it still needs a timing chain. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so that's, the, that's my story with this car. <laughs> Where Next is up, Cambodia? Did you say where? Yeah. Africa. 
No, Cambodia. Sorry. I was going to say, what? No, it's it's down by uh, Vietnam. That's like the special in Top Gear. They go to Cambodia for a bit in the Vietnam special. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would that be a terrorist? Anyways. I'm going to have to cut things from the podcast now if I say too much more. This second vehicle is a 2000... Oh, I could have looked up the year of this Prius. This Prius was a... 2009. Ooh. Mm, late model. This was... A, I think 2012 was when they first... No, 2010 was the first year of the Gen That's 3. the last model. This year. is the last model year. So. That's a be sought after. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, very desirable. Make sure to display that there. The <laughs> next is a BMW i3, specifically a 2015. You like the i3? No, I hate the i3, okay. which is I've interesting because it would one. seem like the type of car I would like. Yeah. Cheapest car, car you could get with a carbon fiber tub. Ah. Entirely carbon fiber tub on it. Plug-in hybrid or full electric. I gotten one once at car and driver 10 best when i worked there and i got halfway home and i i disliked it so much i turned around and went and got a different vehicle and that wasn't the first time i'd driven one but i was sort of giving it a second chance there's something weird about the i3 aside from the fact it cost as much as it did and it's got staggered wheel tire setup for the the range extender model and everything yeah it just doesn't feel right inside it kind of feels like you're driving a golf cart but not in like a fun nissan leaf sort of way yeah kind of just like a like I'm not in a BMW yeah. sort of way, so I don't. I, I like this car in theory, but not I don't in, like it in practice. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have a 2010 Honda Insight. This is a Prius knockoff, essentially. Yes, it is. Yeah. So these two cars, you can see how remarkably similar they are, although the scales seem to be slightly different. But uh, yeah, very, very similar sort of vehicles. Even in the back, they still have kind of the split window design and everything. I very much like the first gen Insight. Yeah, you tried to buy one. Yeah, I did. But then the owner scrapped it instead yeah. of selling it to you. Thanks, Steven. But the second gen Insight is cool. It's just not as cool as Prius, although it looks better than the Prius. Third up, we have a 2009 international e-star yes this is something we don't get here i believe in the in the states and the i have, international is a brand that we get mm-hmm. trucks and stuff i just I, I it's probably some sort of electric delivery van that got like 40 miles before needing to be recharged speaking of which uh i've been hearing from a source that the e-transit is only good for about 65 miles yeah the base one that's terrible it is, but you have to realize how a lot of those vehicles are being used. If you're a delivery company that simply does city deliveries all day and most of the time is spent just kind of idling and getting things in and out of the truck, you know. But wouldn't the heat be using up a lot of that energy as well? So I guess if you lived in somewhere warm. Yeah, heat or cooling. But still, think of how much driving you could do around just like Metro Ann Arbor, for example, on just 60 miles. A good bit. That's quite a large vehicle to be doing city things, though. No, it's not. A transit? A transit is massive. I know, but you have to be doing deliveries. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing work, Chris. Yeah. It needs more range. Let's ask, let's ask you... Keone real quick how many miles he would drive on a, on, a, on a beer delivery. He delivered beer in a previous life. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. You mean go get him? Yeah, go ask him. Go, go tell him we have a question for him. Here. Bring, bring him in. I'll ask him. No, no, no. I want him, I, if he's not too busy, tell him we have a question for him on the podcast, and, and I want to ask him. Um, the, the, the last car here we have is a Nissan Leaf. This is a 2018 model. This would be the, the refreshed model. It's got the two-tone red and black roof. I don't mind the Leaf, but it is, uh, not my favorite because I like the Bolt better. Hello, Keone. All brown. 
original. Yep, it's the uh, sponsor of the podcast. You can you take a seat right here. That's that's okay. Yeah, it smells so good in here. It's this it's this fall themed candle we have. <sighs> everybody say hi to Keone from Caps Garage. How's it going, everybody? So we have a question for you. In a, in a previous lifetime, you delivered beer around town. Yes. Do you know off the top of your head roughly how many miles you would do in like a day of delivering? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, so I have different routes. Route would be based out of Ann Arbor. I could go to Birmingham, back to Ann Arbor to do the round trip. Birmingham's probably 40 miles from Ann Arbor. Yeah, 40 miles and then all around Birmingham, 40 miles. Yeah, pretty close to each other. I don't think they would be really far from 10 miles each, so. No, that's not right. Because if you're just going from Ann Arbor up to Birmingham... Well, it's not just one delivery there. It's all around Birmingham. Well, let's let's do a quick... Uh, over. 300. The whole, let's, let's tell them why we're asking. The, the E-Trans over here. Oh, yeah. It's going to die. It's getting like 65 <laughs> miles of range. For the, for the base model... And I'm t I was telling Chris that there are a lot of people like who do just local city deliveries all day. Yeah. And you got to think like New York City as well, or like you know they could probably spend all day just within a little like three mile radius doing deliveries to different shops. But let's go. <laughs> well, that one I can't vouch for. Wow, look how accurate I was with the mileage on uh, Birmingham. Thirty nine point nine. There you go. Yeah. That's just but, to get there. So, so you'd get to Birmingham and then you'd be like around this yeah, area? Yeah, like I would go to the Target there. I would come probably all the way out to like the border. Maybe it'd only be one stop in Birmingham. West Bloomfield. All around those like small lakes. Liquor stores. You ever get up to Pontiac? So here, here we got we got about eight stops for you here all around, and then come back to Ann Arbor. You ain't gonna make it. Yeah, that's 124 miles. That's that's a good amount. That'd be tough, tough with the. Um, but that's for the Basie Transit. I assume they have an extended one. That's, that's probably more. Let us know in the comments. That's like a 12-hour day right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would there ever be days that you that you only deliver around Ann Arbor? Uh. Or like Dexter, Ann Arbor. Yeah, so it'd be stuff. like got an Ann Arbor one. Start five, six a.m. Liquor stores and stuff don't open till like nine. Start there, but then you drive probably out towards Chelsea first. To start the far away yeah, ones, get the commuting that, done. Come to Ann Arbor, do deliveries. So that could there. be done on like sixty, seventy miles. Like Ann Arbor routes, base city based routes, you could probably roll with it. Very sure, heavy. you are regening a good amount of that. But also, you'd mm -hmm. only take you so much. And you probably, I mean, you don't have to disclose if you don't want, but you probably weren't doing like 75 on the highway. You're probably doing like 65. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 65. Yeah. Teetered 68, but I'd, I'd keep it around 65. <laughs> cool. Well, we appreciate your expertise. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you.
Alright, this okay. is a uh, Kellogg's All Brand Original. There you go. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Interview. Have you interrupted him from fixing that? Ooh. Hey, getting them done. So, for my unnecessary defense of the 40 <laughs> Transit, I, d- I do think there are reasons why people mm-hmm. would be interested in a car like that. Okay. But admittedly, yes, I looked at that and was a bit disappointed in the range. But what I did you say about the Nissan Leaf? Two-tone. Two-tone roof. Yeah. We had a red one last year. A while back. This yeah. year was blue. Last mm-hmm. year we had a red one. Yep. Hopefully we have no more because I'm not a big fan of the Leaf. Nissan Leafs? Yeah. Did I tell you that Alyssa and I are considering buying a Bolt? Yes, you told me last week. Because yeah. you said it was the best new car to buy. That's right. I'm glad we talked. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Different video series. Yep. Cool. Well, this week at Daily Motor HQ, we had a Chevy Blazer, which we had been looking forward to for quite some time. We need, I wish we had the sound effect panel. Someday. Someday, once uh, once we start getting a few more few more viewers to the Daily Motor podcast, we'll... Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Then you and I will have to start wearing headphones. Oh, that's we fine. Hear the, hear yeah, the claps. that's fine. Look like professional podcasters. Yeah, we had the Chevy Blazer. Uh, better than we both expected. Seems to be a trend with these GM SUVs because the same thing happened with the Traverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's because we expect them to be awful well, and they're okay. We expect them to be awful because we don't particularly care for the sort of people that buy them. Is that the... Can I say that? <laughs> Chris, Chris, everybody. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I, I, yeah, I okay. Do. Well, I just, I mean, we just don't like when we're driving on the road and there's an Equinox three inches from our bumper. And I do think once we have an Equinox, that'll be like the great. I, like, we're not going to like the Equinox. Thing. You don't think? No, we're not. Don't think so. Okay, so would you have the oh. Traverse, or sorry, the Blazer over a Telluride? No. How about a Palisade? No. How about a Traverse? No. How about a Passport? No. How about a Pilot? No. How about a Santa Fe? No. How about a Grand Cherokee? No. How about a CX-9? No. How about an Enclave? Yes. How about a Sorrento? You had a Sorrento down in Florida. Yeah, I know I did. That's that's pretty even for me. How about an Ascent? Oh, yeah, I'd have the Blazer over an Ascent. How about a Durango? No, I'd have the Durango. Here's here's a better question. Which would you rather be associated Ford with? Ford last. Durango owners or Blazer owners? Blazer. Okay. Because Durango owners go to takeovers and do donuts. I'm not associated with that. We got a comment about uh, the ch- our Charger review and it being uh, that car being ruined by takeover culture. Yeah, totally. Ford Edge. Uh, ooh, U.S. News and Reports. What are you doing with the Nissan Pathfinder this far down? That's a quite, it's quite a good car. I've never driven a Pathfinder. Well, you will be next month. And the Highlander. That's a bit surprising as well. Ooh, you'd probably have it over an Atlas, wouldn't you? The Blazer. Yeah, which is a shame because I really like the way the Atlas looks, but it just sucks. How about the Explorer? uh yeah i'd probably have it over an explorer honestly unless i could get an explorer timberlake or um well no maybe i wouldn't the timberlake i don't really do the timberlake is good for roads though around here only roads that you have to drive fewer than ten thousand miles to get there though because if you drive more than ten thousand miles your transmission will blow up it was way before ten thousand when the transmission blew up. <laughs> i had a i had a friend with a timberline and it went boom yeah Ooh, here's an interesting one the Nissan Murano. That is like for Ultima drivers who need more that. space. Yeah. Yeah, those are always going 300 up the left lane. Yep. Chevy Blazer, they have ranked 20th. Wow. Yeah. It's above the 4Runner, though. I'd. 4Runner sucks. No, it I'll fight any of you. 4Runner's cool. It's it, cool I mean, it objectively, sucks. yeah, but like yeah. it's cool. <laughs> they have the 4Runner ranked dead last. 
Wow. The blazer is right above it. Why is it ranked so low? <clears throat> who's writing the who's doing these? Uh Zach Doyle. The 2022 Chevy Blazer ranks near the back of the midsize SUV class. The Blazer has strong engine performance, composed handling, and a user-friendly touchscreen, but it also has cumbersome, cumbersome ergonomics, which, aside from the turn signal stock, I don't agree with. He means the vents, probably. Not the Camaro enthusiast. Oh, look what you have ads for on the right, two of them. Yes. Uh, and there's already $1,200 off. Anyway, uh, <laughs> an undersized cargo area and a firm ride. Well, he is right about the ride. Yeah, the ride's not very good. Yeah, maybe maybe they gave him one with 21-inch wheels. They also gave him... Although, they could have given him a base model also. A low average back seat and cargo space, underwhelming cabin materials, firm ride. I thought the materials were decent. He must not have had... They were, they were okay. They, they were, they were on they par with be. that Cadillac. Should yeah. I buy? It's worth a look, especially if you like its Camaro-inspired styling. But ultimately, there are better options. You know, he does have a good point here because think about how much you and I loved the Honda Passport Trail Sport. I liked that one quite a bit. And I would have that much over the Blazer. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Also yeah. get a V6. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also get about the same fuel economy even though you have that extra... Yes, but a much worse sound system. Mm, the Blazer a has a pretty decent... Did you give it a B? I think it's not... Mm, I think it's a B minus, like okay. just a hair above C. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to be fair to other B tier systems. And it's definitely not like a solid B. But it was okay. But the Passport is a D. Yeah, Passport's dang awful. Anything else about the Blazer? Uh, hmm. We want to talk about the... Fourth throttle tuning. I was just going to say. And it's not even the... T yes, well, it's both the tuning and sometimes it got very jumpy and... It embarrassed Charlie in the Costco parking lot. Yeah. I looked like someone... I looked like a Blazer driver. Yeah, at least like. it was a Blazer and it wasn't something like a Macan or something that really made you look like an idiot. Yeah. And then I just remembered that the Santa Fe that we were in, I liked that so much and it cost like 38 grand or whatever, 30 something. Yeah. And you could get the hybrid and it was excellent. And then I'm just like... Why do you buy a car like the Blazer? Like, you're just pretty much admitting to yourself and everyone around you that you're okay with a, with, with a, just a, an average life. I was going to say, I think it's people that just really couldn't be bothered to spend the time to do any research because their family has always driven GMs. So they go to the Chevy dealer, walk in, and just have whatever they have, you know? It's like when you go to something like Trader Joe's or, I don't know, Meyer or something like that. And you're like, wow, this is actually pretty reasonably priced for whatever you're getting. And then there's some people who just simply go to Walmart. The Blazer is Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Blazer is definitely the Walmart of cars. A lot of GM vehicles. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. And that's the thing is you can get nice things at Walmart. Yeah, Sometimes you buy something from Walmart. Walmart. I just ordered a TV from Walmart today. Like for that function, it's going to work really well. Yeah. But... Like, you're just kind of telling people, like, I'm okay with Walmart. Yeah. I'm not okay with Walmart. One time I offended somebody very badly before my time here at Daily Motor. Yeah, because worked... we never say anything offensive at Daily Motor. <laughs> I, worked, I worked for an event. I won't say what company it was. It was an event company. And um, basically what we did was set up, tear down, and it was for automotive events. So I was out at this automotive event, and we were setting up for the um, people to come the next day. Looking forward to the story. And um, they would always provide clothing to us. So like 
depending on what company we were representing, they would give us branded like polo shirts and hats and everything. For some reason, this event, they like they forgot to get polos, but like they gave us shorts, they gave us shoes, they gave us hats, everything. But um, one of the one of like the manager guys that was there who was like setting everything up. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to give you guys like 20 bucks cash, like just run down. You take your rental car and run down to Walmart and get some polos. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I was acting like this, but I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not wearing clothes from Walmart. I was like, I'm not going to wear a polo from Walmart. And he got so offended. And like, I didn't even mean it that way. I was just like, well, why wouldn't I just like walk over? Like, why wouldn't I just like go somewhere else and spend $20 and get like a couple of nicer polo shirts that aren't going to be like extremely uncomfortable to wear. And, um, he like this, this dude like didn't talk to me for the rest of the, um, time we we're at the event because he was so put off by me saying I didn't want to wear a Walmart polo. So it's, Oh, it's always interesting to me. The sort of things that like trigger people, because this was, this was a kind of guy that you figure probably drives a Ram with his big toe mirrors out on the highway. Can you, can you picture the sort of person I'm talking about who would just be like, Oh, everything's just the way this, this way, this way, this way. And then you say, I don't want to wear a shirt from Walmart and he gets triggered like a supposedly triggered Mm -hmm. liberal, you know? Yeah. Well, that's because his truck payment is more than his house payment. Ah, you're probably right. Yeah. That's just one of those mistakes you make in your younger twenties of like not quite realizing the impact of your words. Yeah. It's so funny. I was just, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, I would never say anything like that now, but I was, I think I was, I was probably 20. Yeah. So it was like four years ago. That's pretty unbranded um, for a 20 year old. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to wear a shirt from Walmart. And he just really didn't like that. It's one of those things where you're not wrong. You just, it's, it's the, the just way don't it say came it. off. Yeah. yeah and yeah, also yeah. just don't yeah, that's say true. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you could still not go to Walmart and just go somewhere yeah. else and you don't, you don't have to advertise it. You yeah. know, that's how you, that's being an adult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Chevy Blazer, everyone. <laughs> the, the Walmart of cars. Yeah. We also had, not the Walmart of trucks, the 2022 Toyota Tundra TRD Pro. Yes. I did not love this truck. I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was orange, even though a lot of people told me it was red, which yeah. was strange. Technically, solar octane was the color. I don't think octane has a color, does it? It was a shame that they called it solar octane because you couldn't then use that as proof that it was orange. Like, I wish they would have called it solar orange. <laughs> what if they did something? <laughs> what? What if they did something like Ford where you go, this truck is yellow. And somebody goes, no, it's not. It's orange. And you say, but look at the color name. It's, it's yeah. Oh, it's cyber shit. orange. Yeah. <laughs> That's which is like this, actually. This is like looks just like cyber orange. Yeah. And it's very clearly yellow. Yeah. So... I don't know, but um, the problem with the Tundra is that it's Japan, specifically Toyota, trying to build an F-150. Yes. F-150 is the sales leader in America and everything. I get why they would want to do that. The problem is people who buy F-150s want to buy F-150s. Your right. father, who is a habitual F-150 buyer, yes. probably isn't going to go down to a Toyota dealer. Even if they made the exact same truck, but made it 10 times better, I still don't think he's going to leave his fateful Ford dealer whom he's been buying vehicles from for generations no and go buy a Toyota so they need to not target f-150 buyers they need to stay true to their their loyal base of people who want tundras and make the truck simple reliable straightforward and feel unique it doesn't 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 do do any any of that no it's it's very just kind of there yeah yeah 
You like the looks. I think it's ugly. I do like the looks quite a bit. I think it's nice looking. I just, I don't like some of the weird gimmicky things that they put on it, like the camo uh, wheel arch, like the flare, the, uh, sorry, fender flares that are like camo, the seats that are camo underneath the perforation. It's just all a bit much. I think that I, I agree with you that they could kind of just simplify things a little bit and it would make it so much better. It, it, it just, it feels like it's trying too hard. Like a boardroom full of <laughs> Japanese men in business suits sat down and they're saying, what do Americans want? Well, they want camo wheel arches and camo seats and a big light bar on the front and a huge and, and Toyota script everywhere and a huge TRD Pro molded into the tailgate. They have, It's just all a bit much. They have those silly orange truck lights that are in the grill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the Raptor started those in the half-ton truck market because it needed them because it was the width. Oh, of wow. a of a like a, where it, it required that because yeah. the Raptor's huge on the fender, and then yeah. the TRX did the same thing because it's also huge. The the TRD Pro Tundra it's not large enough to have to it have. It isn't those. very wide, no. no. But yet it still does, and they even say a little TRD in it. So it's clearly just a design thing. Yeah, it's a lot of reminders of. Yeah, here's here's a good a good example of what I'm talking about. A few years ago, Nathan no and I reviewed and compared a. TRD Pro Tundra versus a Nissan Titan Pro 4X. On paper and on first impression, everything was better about the Nissan. The Nissan was nicer inside, like much more recently updated, better yeah. powertrain, all this stuff. But Nathan and I ultimately ended up picking the Tundra because it, it spoke to your soul. You got in it and it had that rumbly V8 with the TRD exhaust and it just like, it was just a fun vehicle to be in. It had some pizzazz and some yeah. character. This, not so much at all. My father got in it, who is an ex-TRD Pro Tundra owner, and it's supercharged, I'm, I, I'm a lad. Yep. And he was like, he want, he's always been interested in this truck. He's always, because, I mean, it's the same truck as he had. He's like, it's a new one. It's really, really cool. And he was like, oh. He's like, yeah, it's fast. But it, like, didn't, it wasn't exciting fast. Sounded weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just a shame because it's just, if, if Nissan had come up with a, a truck like this, we wouldn't be surprised. No. But it's the fact that Toyota did. Toyota. And that's a good segue into this whole thing with Toyota lately. And we talked about this on the last last podcast is how they've been kind of going like overstepping with what they usually do with some of their newer tech. Yeah. It's like they're it's trying to make up scary. from those years that they were way behind but the that's, curve. But that's why we liked them. Though, I know. Is that yeah. they felt a little bit old and that was okay. Yeah. Like, that's why I like the Lexus GX so much. I know you don't particularly care for the GX, but mm -hmm. that's a big reason I at least respect why it. I love the GX. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Toyota got themselves to be the largest automaker in the world yeah. doing what they did. Yeah. Why are they screwing with that? I don't know. Lots of turbocharging happening as well. Yeah. That's not why people bought Toyotas. Yeah. So many people out there, millions of people would rather have a naturally aspirated Camry Yes. Because they know exactly what they're getting. Yes. And if they can't get that anymore, they're going to, I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to have any loyalty to Toyota anymore after that, I feel like. Yeah. We'll have to see what yeah. happens. We'll have to see too. Maybe they'll come, maybe they'll switch back. That'd be cool. I mean, the Prius looks promising. Prius looks awesome. Yeah. New Prius looks great. Again, I hope it just sticks to being a good Prius because that's the thing, the current gen Prius, we all hate the way it looks. Yeah. It's hideous. But every time we get one of those test vehicle, we go... Actually, pretty good. No, you do. No, Amos did as well. Oh, he I liked didn't the, like it. He liked the last Prius we had so much that he was like, maybe I should just buy one of these. And I was like, Chris is stupid. There's no reason for that. And he's like, yeah, you're right. But like for that brief bit there, he was like, this is a really good car at a great uh -huh. price. 
Yeah. You didn't like the Prius? No. But it's also been two years. So mm. I've driven a lot more things now. Yeah. Yeah. You liked the leaf back then too. And you've come around. For I that. did like, I liked the leaf. I liked mm. the red leaf. I liked mm. that leaf. Yeah. This one. Right yeah. Here. And then the he blue one this. I didn't like very much. Yeah. So the Tundra does have good things going on for it. Don't get me wrong. It is very powerful. Yes. We did a good amount of towing with it. It towed very well. It was yeah. stable. I was a bit curious with how much the rear end sagged with the trailer on it. I think it. it may just be because the TRD suspension is so soft. Yeah. 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 But on the road, it felt fine. It, it pulled strong. You got tow and tow plus modes. So that's good. You can do extra towing with it. Huge tow rating as well, which... I mean, all trucks, every, no truck could ever come down in tow rating, heaven forbid. Right. The infotainment screen is quite good. Toyota's Google. done a great job getting that. Google Maps. Yep. Good. Getting that. They didn't exactly outsource it. They made a separate, like a, like a subcontracted, a company that's owned by Toyota, but isn't Toyota to make, to focus solely on their new infotainments. And, and it's quite good. Yeah. And I mean, the interior straightforward. There's physical climate control, yep. physical volume knob. Um, this the sound system was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it was like a B. Yeah, but a strong B, not not a tr not a blazer B. Yeah, JBLs yeah. are always just middle of the road for me. Right, they never really blow me away. And what they did with it is they made it made it very artificially enhanced. So the bass is really good, and the the like high end troubles like really really hit. And there's a big center speaker right there. How high would the go volume go? What number do you remember? I don't know. I was I had it at like forty five, and I didn't want to turn it any louder. But yeah. it wasn't super loud. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I we've all spent time in different Toyotas now, or sorry, different Tundras. I would be interested to spend time in a cheap one like an SR, SR five, and yeah. just see what that's like. And then I I liked my time in in like the the, the limited the seventeen ninety four. I haven't driven a Capstone, but I think those make a little bit more sense then it's like well you're getting a ram interior with more reliability presumably so that's nice at least yeah but i'll tell you what i would like to just have that 5.7 hemi in the ram and do, the, do you love a good v8 rotary shifter v8s and trucks good yep yep not i think it you know what it is it's ford's fault because ford is the one that they started the uh, twin turbo v6 trend mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. trucks you can still get a five liter though right yeah you have to probably like beg and plead to get one though. Yeah, your dealer. usually have EcoBoosts on the lot. So if they have anything on the lot. You know what you can still get? 6.2 from Chevy. That, I mean, that Silverado we had. I was just going to say oh, that. not that much more than Silverado has been Toyota. my favorite still over yeah. the F-150 and the Tundra. Haven't spent any time, really much time in a Ram besides the TRX. Maybe, maybe I should, for it. maybe we should leave here. And we should go to a GMC dealer, and I should put on a deposit for a GMC Sierra EV. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I just think that's going to be like the Sierra is the best truck yeah. out right now. Yeah, is really... that those like a hundred grand? Mm, maybe you're going to spend. That's no. You're, that's I not expect the motor to be you. doing much better in 2024. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Everyone, smash like and subscribe so that we can. I'm, I'm going to go put a yeah. deposit down on a Macan EV then if you're doing that. Well, nobody's going to watch that. That I I damn near guarantee you, if we were to get like be one of the first few thousand people to get our hands on a on a Sierra EV, we would get like thousands and tens and thousands of views, like a lot of it would make up a lot. Yeah, of like the Hummer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, would you give good car status to the Tundra? I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's it's a shame, but I don't think I would. 
All right, so let's go through our three things. How is it to drive? It's good. Okay, mostly. And you don't have to listen to it. Yeah, that doesn't sound it makes noise all the time. Yeah, it does. Shifts like a CVT. But the transmission is never really stumbly either. No, no, no. It's, it's, good it's a smooth 10 speed. Yeah. So it's okay to drive. How would it be to own? Annoying because the rear doors don't have proxy key. Yeah, that is annoying. If you have your hands somewhat full and you go to reach out and to open the rear door yeah. and it's locked, you have to go to the front first, press the unlock button, go back to the rear. Yeah, it's annoying. And you also can't lock it from the back then either. Yeah, no. Yep, yep, yep. And um, Okay, bad car. Yeah, and then how well does it execute its purpose? I mean, we're talking about a $70,000 truck. That's better be pretty freaking special for that. Yep. Yeah. So at least the TRD Pro model, not a good car. Sorry. Doesn't mean bad car. It's just not a... Doesn't Middle of the road. The DM stamp of approval. Yeah. Did we drive anything else last week? No. We had you a... drove my Escape. I did. You, you enjoyed it. I like the Escape. Yeah, yeah. The seats are nice and hot. Goes smooth down the road. I mean. Has a bump and subwoofer. Yeah, sound system. Yeah, that, that was my main takeaway is the sound system is decent for a 14-year-old car. Did you listen to any songs about drugs or depression in it? Yes, I did. Good. Yeah, and they sounded quite good. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yep. I came back with it bumping. I was hoping that we would like cross paths. Yeah. All right. I like the escape. Yeah. We need to give we need to give the viewers like a dedicated video on that car before yeah. you sell it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, because I I do. F it's one of those cars that like I think people should consider if they're buying a used car. Yeah. Yeah, the escape hybrid. This week at Daily Motor headquarters, we have. A 2023 Infiniti Q50. Is it a 23? I believe it is. Yeah, it's we're one of the first loans on it. It's quite beautiful. It's in a dark gray metallic and a, as Chris put it, nearly natural brown interior. Yes, it's almost like a Porsche color. <laughs> Schedule does say Q50. I was under the impression all week and all last week I was really not looking forward to having a QX50 because that is a car, another car made by Infiniti. Yes. It's like the poopy the little crossover, crossover thing that's... Well, we had the QX55, and we didn't like it very much. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, QX50, whatever, it'll be fine. And then we're we're leaving out to go shoot our Tundra wrap-up this morning, and a Q50 pulls in, and Charlie goes, oh, there's our car. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a Q50. It's not a QX50, so that was good. I don't know why I was misreading the schedule all week, but... Yeah, that's okay. I'd rather you be pleasantly surprised. I was quite happy, and even happier when i saw the interior yeah it, the interior is nice it was a fine car to drive on our, our little intro thing yeah we already took it out briefly mm -hmm. um turbo v6 yeah twin turbo v6 seven speed auto all-wheel drive probably there's no window sticker so we don't know for sure actually no yeah. well we it tested it yeah, yeah yeah it's got all-wheel drive um it's a pretty i mean i know we've talked about the interior already twice but like if, if you're a businessman who wants a, a luxury sedan Infinity still it's got hooks one. in the back for your linen jackets. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it's gonna probably be dead reliable. I mean, what could go what could go wrong on that car at this the turbos? Point? But at this point, they've got like they've been building those turbos for a long time. You'd hope True. that they have them pretty well. I think those cars are, are pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. Although I don't know, you're I mean you're the Infinity expert, so you would yeah, know. I put over two hundred thousand miles on. It. I mean, I didn't put them. It you, had you put what like thirty thousand on yeah, it or something. 30, yeah, thirty thousand. Yeah, very straight. And you had car. yeah, you didn't have very many issues. No, and I I was didn't the exhaust fall off or did you do that on purpose? One of the mufflers rusted, a hole rusted. So in instead there. of fixing it, you cut the other side off. Yes. Okay. Just for a few weeks, I That's wanted good. to experience what true VQ ownership was yeah. like. Yeah, I wanted to be like a three fifty Z for a little did bit, it sound and it did sound exactly like a three fifty Z. 
What, <laughs> what year was that in that you had that? Oh, six. Oh, no, I had what it. What year in did you have the car in? 2016, 17, 18. Okay, so I would have been up in Midland. But if I was in Ipsy, Around Ipsy you may have driven by me and I may have scoffed and been like, what the hell? It was three weeks that the exhaust sounded like that. <laughs> Not that long. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think we'll like our time with the Q50. I, I can expect little things to annoy us, like... We haven't tried CarPlay in it yet. Perhaps that won't work I think well. it was fine in the Q60, wasn't it? Is it wireless? Probably wired. Wired? Yeah. Okay. Does that system have Android Auto? I didn't see a little thing for Android Auto on it, so but we also have it. We'll have to check the window sticker. Great. The other car we have at DMHQ this week is a Honda Herve. Mm-hmm. Now, I drove this car at the launch event in Washington State, and I think it was the most beautiful location for a launch event. Looks like that. It did look like that. Where is that? Why did it say the photographer? It's okay. I credit the photographer. That's that they should do. But then they should also put the location of where. It's Anyways, um, the HRV is. It's an okay car in the way that it's good to drive in the handling department. I think it looks cool. Charlie thinks it looks like a guppy. But they've got some cool colors, very straightforward with trim levels as Honda is. And what's nice is that the EXL, the top trim, lo- trim level, actually gets smaller wheels. He's right about this. And than that's a, it's the, a great thing. Yeah, it gets smaller wheels than the than the mid-grade car, the Sport. So if you get the luxury trim, you actually get a better ride for once, which is what more people should do. Yeah, there are so many brands that put large wheels on the big trims and they ride like crap. And yeah. it's like, hmm, I wonder why. Manufacturers are literally getting free air suspension by putting in bigger, squishier tires. I know. Yeah, we and drove it over the rough ride that. section, and it's, it rides great. Yeah, especially yeah. for a car at that price point. And yeah. everything. It's the Civic for if you live in Michigan or if you have terrible roads. It's basically like the Midwest Civic. Yeah. What Although, I'm, I mean, I'd still have a Civic, but it just put some smaller wheels on it. What I'm curious about here is, uh, oh, we don't want that. What let's, on earth? Let's go here. I want to know what it's up against because that is a it's a competitive. It has got to be the segment. most competitive segment. No, right no, now. Compact is more competitive. Okay, but. so it's the second most competitive segment. So off the bat, I mean, you've spent more time in it, but without spending the whole week in it, would you have it over a Mazda CX-30? No. Would you have it over a Kia Soul? You yes. No, because you haven't driven. No, I would because I don't want a Kia Soul. Ah. Yeah. Would you have it over a Hyundai Kona? I, I don't know. It, can I have a Kona N? No. Can I have a Kona N line? Okay, then I'd have the Kona. Would you have it over the Kia Seltos, which you are very familiar with? No. He's thinking. That's tough. The Seltos was okay, but I I, I think I'd have the HRV over the Seltos. Would you have it over the Volkswagen Yes, Taos? I would have it over the Taos, absolutely. Would you have it over the... That's, that's itself. The Corolla Cross. Yes, I'd have it over the Corolla Cross. The Mini Cooper Countryman. That's way too expensive. No, I'd have the Mini. Subaru Crosstrek. We already know your answer I'd have the that. HRV. The Hyundai Venue. HRV. The Encore GX. HRV. Trailblazer. HRV. Nissan Kicks. HRV. Buick Encore. HRV. Jeep Renegade. HRV. Nissan Rogue Sport. I love how you skip the tracks. I thought we already said the tracks. Did we not? Oh, as we said the Trailblazer. You're right. Well, we, yeah, we can. Rogue tracks, Sport. Yes. Rogue uh, Sport. I don't want, yes. I hate. I don't like any of these cars. Yeah. CHR. Yes. Yeah. For as competitive as the segment it is, it is. Woeful, I know. It's all it? just garbage. Yeah, the right. only good one is the CX30. I actually, this car should be a little bit higher because on paper oh it God, sucks, why? but when you spend time in it, you're like, oh, this is actually like a well Is it like well the Eclipse built. Cross? <laughs> it's honestly better Because I didn't Eclipse hate Cross. the Eclipse Cross. Right. 
Uh, I mean, it was it was not good, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Outlander Sport trash, CHR Spash, Rogue Sport trash, Tracks trash, Renegade okay, Encore okay. I think the Kicks Renegade's okay. okay. You know, the Renegade when it came out, it had this quirk where if you're going 80 miles an hour on the highway and you stood on the brakes, the you rear wheels would it. come off the ground. Yeah, I like the Renegade because you can get a manual. Can you still? Let's find out. I think you can have a manual compass as well. You used to be able to, anyways. Oh, sport trim discontinued. That may have is been that your, the one that, that may have been the manual. Yeah, because uh, sport sport on Jeeps is base, base, base model, steel wheels and everything. Let's see, 2023 Jeep. Oh, they haven't come out with the 23 yet. Jeep. Wait, this is gotta be painful. Na, na, for yeah, na, yes, yes, na, I get it. I get it. Um, nope. All automatics. Check um, compass. I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. Because I know that my my friend Autumn, her mom, all has a, automatics. Dang. What is she gonna do? She my will friend, have to buy a mini. My friend. Yeah, she will. Mm-hmm. The only problem is she really only buys American stuff. Oh. I think that I think these were these were her last options. Her only Wrangler. or a Bronco, but she doesn't want something that big. Mm. She wishes that the Bronco Sport came in manual because that's what she would have gotten. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, that's the thing is manufacturers, and they've always been doing this for compact vehicles, like subcompact little cars and everything. Yeah. Manufacturers take one of good, one of two approaches, put out trash or put out something good. And most manufacturers choose trash for this segment. Yeah. Whereas. There's like four okay ones. There's the CX-30, very good. We like, no, the CX-30 is, is not an okay you're, one. Oh, it's you're good. saying the there CX-30 are some separately good. okay ones? Because we, we like the CX-30. The CX-30 is, is rightfully mm-hmm. at the number one spot. Yeah. The HRV is is okay. I don't have anything against... I don't like the Taos. I didn't like the Taos. Mm-hmm. I know. There were like a number of things about the Taos that I didn't like. Seltos is okay. The Kona mm-hmm. is okay. Unless it's an N form, then it's great. The other thing is, it's amazing how cheap Mazda manages to get the CX-30. You can get a get a base CX thirty for twenty three grand, and it's like it's awesome. <laughs> it's just really cool. Yeah, very nice. All right, so we'll spend some more time with the Infinity Q fifty and the and the Honda HRV. HRV. Oh yeah, we we're talking about the HRV. And so yeah, we'll see if uh, see if there's any reason you should get it over the Civic. But I think Chris is excited for our Copert subjects oh emily bought disney stock because bob Iger is now the ceo again yes all right let's see why isn't she buying things like m roadsters instead of buying no service right now oh that's my phone just says no service you should not be able to have wi-fi right oh yeah why don't i not have wi-fi oh i have wi-fi turned off that's why okay here we go copart cars fun stuff are you ready for the most exciting one? Um, do you want to start with the most exciting? Yes. Okay, sure. I'm ready when you are. 633-775-02. Ladies and gentlemen of the Daily Motor Podcast, this is a 2000 Chrysler Sebring JXI. Yeah, what is that? Not many cars that use the J letter in their acronyms anymore. Uh, I believe it was the... Trying to come up with something funny. The just uh Xylophone. Just Xylophone Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Uh this was clearly hit in the front. Yeah, but look how clean the interior is. That's why I 
why I'm using it. Ah, somebody babied this. Yes, it's very babied clean the inside. Convertible. You think I should buy this? Yes. How hard do you think it'd be to fix? Does this running and driving? New yeah. radiator? Yeah, core support, which look up if it bolts out or not. It looks like it. Look, I, looks, looks like it does. Look. I see a bolt right there. Yeah. Oh, those those might just hold the fender on though, actually. Looks I like no. Could I just hammer it out like I did with the escape? Probably. Can I just drive it as is? Probably not. Yeah, with some bungee cords over the hood. Well, it looks like the radiator might need to be replaced put back in its proper place. Yeah. Ninety three thousand miles. Same gauge cluster as my minivan. What nice is this? Top. Oh, that's the convertible top. Yeah. Yeah. This is a okay. Charlie car. This is a very I, you know, in fact I was just driving in to the office today and passed a two generations newer than this a Sebring convertible, and I was like, someday I'll have to buy one of those. Wouldn't that be a two hundred convertible? No, it wouldn't be. Not Never that mind. New. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been three generations after that right and just just because it's it's almost like my like it's just destiny for me to own these it really is because point. it's very much a charlie the four-seater convertible the only problem is it's not a manual yeah but, that's true yeah if it was manual you'd but i'd still have to have one, one someday could you put a manual into that what engines in it? oh it's a v6 in that wow mm -hmm. yeah it's probably not worth putting a manual into yeah, it though. probably has like 120 horsepower <laughs> all right very cool. all right you ready for the next one i'm glad that this is the top so we can only go down yeah that, yeah right right okay six three five one seven seven two two. This is a 2007 Honda Pilot EXL. Now, this may not look like a very exciting vehicle, but read the mileage. I will in just a moment. Does it have your steering wheel in it? The wood steering wheel? Mm -hmm. No. You could purchase this and put in your wood steering wheel. I know. It's so much more. I know I could. Um, it has, wow, <laughs> 521,000 And that's legit. Miles. Look at the picture of the cluster. There it is. That is, that is a tall number. That is closer to a million miles than it is to zero. Yep. And honestly, not that damaged. Not that bad a shape inside no, either. No, it's pure sale. Oh. So unfortunately, it's in Ionia, and that's a little less convenient to get to. Yeah, but shipping is only one hundred and sixty dollars. And it's run and drive. Do you think it simply got got uh, insurance auctioned because literally anything that would happen to this car, it would get totaled? Yeah, out? I'm actually gonna pull up the auto check and see how many owners it's had. Do you have a guess? Two. Yes. Cool. The first owner owned it for seven years, and the second owner owned it for seven years. Oh, wow. They split it up. Who put a bunch of miles on it? I'm going to say the second owner. Um, it looks like... And well, in 2015, it had 315,000 miles on it. And that was right about when it was sold. Yeah, that is actually when it was sold. So then, so they both put a lot of miles on it. Man. Yeah. Maybe they knew each other. This is... Kept her going. That's really cool. I, I mean, you'd, you'd want to take a look on the underside and see how awfully rusted it is. It's probably quite rusted. Yeah. But man, if you... See, if we had a dealer's license and could get co-park cars for even cheaper, this would be great. You know, because even if we bought this for 500 bucks, you're like 1000 out the door by the time you pay co-park fees and stuff. Yeah. And that's not really worth it. But it's make for a great little tow rig. Yeah, it would. What's the tow rating on these? That's an EXL too, so it has leather and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. 35 to 4,500. I guess I would have thought it'd be a little bit more than that, but yeah. huh. cool. It's got the same, same tow rating as my uh, escape. Oh my God. All right. What else you got for us? 659-609-62. This is a 2011 BMW 325XI. Why are you showing me this? Because. It's Ann Wagon. It is Ann Wagon. 
with only an headlight. Yeah, it hit a deer. Is it a manual? All of no. the all of the so this is in Kinchelow. Mm-hmm. All of UP. the UP cars have deer, deer damage. Every yes. single one. Yeah. That's all they hit in the UP is well, deer. Well, yeah, the, the deer are the equivalent of the police up there because the police don't stop you for speeding. It's the deer. That's right. They would jump out in front yeah, of you. Yeah, no, and I'm not even I'm not being funny. If you go to the Kinchelow location and you they're scroll the auction, they're all deer hits. All of them. Good. Uh, Wait, I have, a, I, have a, I have a story based on this. Did I tell what you about the um, 5 Series wagon owner that I, that I talked to two weeks ago? Potentially. I think it was the day... I think it was Monday, so I, I might have not told you about this, but okay. I think I told you before, there's someone in my neighborhood who has a E39 generation... I don't know what the chest is for the wagon. E39 is the, the wagon. The green one? Yeah. Yep. Um, I He was coming into my neighborhood the same day that we had the CT4V Blackwing, and I was like, dude, I've got to talk to him. I've been wanting to talk to him for a while. So the fact that he was driving in, I like swooped around and went to his house and stuff. Definitely an, an enthusiast, as obviously you have to be to own that car. Works for right. Roush. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And the car has 350,000 miles Whoa, on it. Oh, is it a 28 or a 40? 28 is the 40, I think. 40 is a V8. I'm pretty sure. The V8? Oh, I would doubt that would have 300. Probably the 28 then. Yeah. Um, it is a manual. It is a green manual wagon. If it's a four, if it's a V8 manual, that's like insanely rare. It's it's probably a tw- probably five twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Thinking more about it, uh, but yes, manual, and he's put most of the miles on it. He bought it like ten years ago, something like wow. that. He's just kept it running. He's put a new clutch in it over the pandemic, and it's done some other preventative work. It's not. It's definitely driver spec. Like the interior's got some some wear and tear and stuff. Yeah, but it's a brown interior. So it's a green exterior, brown interior, wagon, manual. And he has a newer 3 Series wagon oh. um, as like a m- more reliable car, I guess. Backup, but he yeah. just loves driving the 5. The five. That's so it's cool. It's so classy. It's really cool. Yeah. So um, mad props to this dude. And I told him if he ever sells it, please tell me first. Okay. Yep. All right. Back to the Copart. I don't know that I have any others. Let oh. me see. If there are any other ones worth showing. Oh, yeah, I've got one for you. Okay. I'm going to show this one. Why not? 591-425-62. An older one. It's got a five uh, number. 2013 Chevrolet Camaro LT. That but you'll is notice that there's something special about this one. I'll let you figure that out. damaged. Looking through. Nice blue. Looking through some more. It's sort of salvage. It says run and drive. It's convertible. Pure sale. Automatic, so that's not good. Um, you haven't noticed what's special about it? Go to the picture of the seats. Look at the logo on the seat. Oh, is it a Hot Wheels? It is. It's a Hot Wheels. The Hot Wheels Camaro. I'm pretty sure Steve owned one of these. Did he? I think he owned this gen Hot Wheels. Now he wants to get the second gen Hot Wheels. Cute. Yeah, Hot Wheels Camaro. Mm. I've driven one of those. Really? Not this gen, but the new one. Okay. It's orange. Was it a press car? Yeah. I think that was the last Camaro press car that I've ever had. That was whenever that came out, like 2018. Hot Wheels. Some some of them had like more Hot Wheels. I think somebody took. Go on. to the trunk. I think somebody took the badge. There should have been a Hot Wheels badge yep. right there. Someone someone at the Copart lot okay. probably took it. D badged the Hot Wheels car. But yeah, these wheels look like the Hot Wheels wheels. Yep. Funny. All right. Honestly, uh, it probably wouldn't be that hard to fix up. 
if it's pure no, sale, it's that's an not automatic though, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. If it was manual, then Charlie would be placing a bid. Well, here is the thing: is is we've been discussing. If I'm going to get a four seater convertible, is it going to be? Should it be an M3 or should it be a Camaro? I think it should be a Camaro. I mean, yeah. I would rather have an M3, but I for think me, for you it should be a Camaro. Or should it be a PT Cruiser GT? Or that? Mm-hmm. Well, we tried that. Yeah. That car did sell. Some poor sap is driving it around now. Maybe he paid like a grand for it. Yeah. I wish we had unlimited Carfaxes that we could just run. Who does? They don't pay per Carfax? No. They just get like a flat rate? Yep. You should just give us the login and we could just have a, a Carfax segment. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the DMPC. Mm-hmm. Working on my posture. Ah, uh, yeah. Trying to sit up more? Yeah. Good. Uh, shout out to Emily for making us some cookies that yes. have not created a bunch of burps. Yeah, maybe nice. you haven't burped. Very straightforward. Or that you have a gluten intolerance. Yep. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, we are going to go and shoot more videos because that's all we do with our time. And if we're not shooting, we're editing. And we will see you next week for post-Thanksgiving and post-U of M Ohio State football game podcast. And so. a Subaru Forester Wilderness. Is that what we're getting next week? Yep. Mm. <laughs> mm, get oh. excited, everyone. And a Lexus RX, so yes. we won't be able to use the st- we won't be able to use the uh, screen on one of them, and won't be able to use the steering wheel on the other. Ah, all right, good. And we'll see you on the next one. We're Charlie and Chris with Daily Motor, and as always, what are we always thinking? Always in this week, Walmart on, Walmart on. Mm. <laughs>